watch a movie, then record themselves talking about the movie. You're listening to the movie Winking. On today's episode, they are Justin Brown Durand and me, Matthew Durand. saw Solo the movie. Solo. Directed by Ron Howard. Yes. I was happy that, does he always put his his strange brother, Clint Howard, in his movies? That weird, you know Clint Howard? I don't know. I, I who, I don't, apparently I don't know what he looks like because I didn't know he really? was in this. Which one was Clint Howard? Um, he was... Mufam Panasim? He was just some guy that like popped out at some point and was like, hey you kids. <laughs> Wait, was he that? Was he that the long-haired guy? I that, don't know. That the droid was like grabbing him by the face. Probably. You don't know who Clint Howard is? No, I just there was some scraggly guy at one point that the that Lando's droid grabbed him by the face and you laughed, but I don't know. Yeah, that face doesn't look familiar. No, it doesn't. He's. I think, I, I his think name, he makes a, but... I think he at least makes a little cameo in like almost every Ron Howard movie. Huh. He played. Um, he played. He's in some horror movie where he's like this evil ice cream man. Hmm. So, <laughs> have you seen it? No. You see the ice cream man, and he serves you ice cream cones with blood on it. Weird. Yeah, and an eyeball probably too. He looks a little bit like Ron Howard, but like but also scary. a little bit like Jeff Fahey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. um uh, I was also happy to see um, who plays Willow. With, Warwick Davis. Yeah. Without makeup and talking yeah, with his yeah. real voice. Yeah, that's why yeah. I was happy to see. He's had nice. to sit through so many of these movies to just yeah. be, can I just wear a costume and not have my face covered up? Ron Howard directed Willow, right? Yes. I'm guessing Willow isn't very good. I haven't seen it in a long time. I would be surprised if it was very good. Yeah. I could see it maybe being mildly bad at best. But Willow was also um, written by George Lucas. Really? I believe. Huh. I don't know if he wrote the script, but the story is, is George Lucas. I have a soft spot for Warwick Davis, and I don't know why. Because he's so likable in I think Willow. he's probably likable in Willow, yeah. What do you think it's of... not because of the Leprechaun movies, I'm guessing. Oh my god, he's the Leprechaun. I don't know if he's the Leprechaun in all of them. No, I but in the, in the, like, in the <clears throat> earlier one. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Wow. Do you think they'll do a gritty Leprechaun reboot with Peter Dinklage? Uh, that would be weird. I, I think that I think there's someone who wants to, but Peter Dinklage would not want to. I'm guessing. No, I'm, I'm trying to imagine I'm someone being Peter like, Dinklage "Would not want." Oh, we to, need Matt. Peter Dinklage to be the Leprechaun, <clears throat> but this will be like a gritty Leprechaun who doesn't have like goofy jokes. He does. He just like slits people's throats. Like it's not even funny. Like he's the like... like the remake of uh... no, it'll be like the Logan version of Leprechaun, where he's just like brooding, <laughs> and like he has all the gold, but he's just like bummed out. Leprechaun. Leprechaun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's probably like already been like a Saturday Night Live thing or something. It hasn't. I watch every episode. Oh, okay, good. It hasn't. <laughs> well, keep me posted. I will. Um, you liked you liked Solo. Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, I, I feel like some of the stuff I have to say about this <clears throat> is going to be so, like, low. what everybody else will already be saying about it. You know, about, like, like 
you're trying to fill the shoes of of Harrison Ford. Yeah. And play this iconic character. Yeah. And I think specifically, there's a lot to talk about here. I think specifically trying to uh, replicate or pay tribute to or whatever somebody else's particular kind of like swagger and charm yeah is a really tricky thing to do it is and i think he did i think he ended up doing it enough that i that it worked for me yeah i think i agree i, I think I, donald I glover like him. like nailed it yeah donald like glover... he was shot like i feel like he was actively doing an impression of billy d williams and it worked but still seeming like a character like but i feel, well, I like, feel as, like i mean billy d williams as lando it's such a like iconic piece of acting like there's not oh a God. lot of like layers to lando so i feel uh, no I, I, mean, think, I think the reason he's an interesting character for people is that in the little the the small amount of screen time yeah there does feel like there's layers. oh no i'm not even saying it as like a as a criticism i'm just saying like I feel like there's certain there's kinds of, screen of time acting and performances that the, the only word I can think of is like iconic. Like I feel like it's the way people talk about like John Wayne in most of his movies or something. Yeah. Like it's not something you're watching to see him go through this kind of like range of emotions and like really embody like the full humanity of a character. Like it's a certain kind of like larger than life acting or something. And, and I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he well, they, they he carried him. He doesn't have a ton of screen time, but in the earlier movies, they give Lando enough to do that. He does go through a range of emotions. No, it's true, you but know, and, I, I just mean, I think he makes a big impression. Yeah, to me. Um, but it is also very tied up in how cool he is. You know, same as the, like, yeah. So that's why I brought it up because same thing with Harrison Ford. Like, how do you like? I can't imagine watching like the movie where James Franco plays James Dean. Because I just don't, I can't go, you know, like, it's just... Wait, is that a real thing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I heard he did pretty good. Yeah. But I just can't bring, you know, it's just like, I don't know. Like, that's why I'm really, I I think Donald Glover did a really good job. Because, okay, I think, I think the guy playing Han Solo, I feel like he's trying to walk this, like, do this, like, tightrope act. Where he doesn't want to do like an impression of Harrison Ford, right? But he needs to get enough of it right with like mannerisms and like the way he says things. Yeah. But it can't feel too much like this caricature of him. But I think Donald Glover, like he almost actively does like an impression. Yeah. But well, it works. Well, I feel like it kind of makes sense to me. Like I feel like if they were both basically like doing impressions. Even if it was a good Harrison Ford Han Solo impression, I don't think it would work as well. Because I, I feel like part of the thing about this movie is that you want him, more so than him seeming like Harrison Ford's Han Solo, you want to at least believe he's somebody that could grow into that guy. Do you Whereas, believe that? I believe it well enough. I, yeah. I didn't feel distracted by him. But I feel like with Lando, he's supposed to be pretty much fully formed as a character by the time yeah, you meet him yeah, in this yeah. movie. So it makes sense to me that he wouldn't have changed that much from the, the, the later Hans, uh, Lando. There was also, it's funny though, because there is also, um, this very recognizable, like Donald Gloverness to the version of the Maybe character. Maybe it's like Donald Glover's 
like brand of cool was already close like, enough to to Billy D Williams or something that it just like wore, it just like melded perfectly. But I was thinking of like but, specifically the moment um before he flies away with the Falcon where he's like I hate you I don't ever want to see you again and he walks away and just kind of like raises up his finger like yeah. to me that no, he, that he, seems he like something I've a little seen bit of... in him in yeah, other yeah. roles um yeah. I guess probably in Community just because that's what I've mostly seen him in but um. But yeah, that yeah, I think part of it is just that Donald Glover's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. what else to say. So it's a good, it's a good cast. When did that happen? Because he's I've always liked him, but for a long time he kind of represented this like nerd sort of. He was like well, his, his him music and started out as kind of this like goofy comedy rap thing, and he it? was a stand up comedian. Yeah, and, and he wrote for Thirty Rock. Wrote for Thirty Rock, and him and uh, who's the guy he's friends with on Community? Uh, Danny Pudi, Abed. Yeah, they yeah. had kind of like this like nerdy bromance thing. Yeah, and I feel like um, sometime in the past couple of years, it's just like he got like just some kind of switch flipped, and it was like, whoa, Donald Glover's like really handsome and really cool. Oh, Atlanta, <laughs> okay. Atlanta is part yeah, of it. Yeah, because it's like he's because he, he's not just like this comic actor on the show. It's Atlanta. That's, yeah. that's totally what it is. Well, and the Childish Gambino got more interesting. I think he's just kind of like spreading his creative yeah. like well, wings and like kind of becoming this person that he was meant to be or something. Oh, completely. I I was... Like he hosted, I, he hosted SNL a couple weeks ago and watching it, it was like, oh yeah, he's always been this cool, right? And I'm thinking back to like stand-up <laughs> specials I saw and stuff and he he's still very like relatable and dorky. Yeah. But he suddenly has this like s- serious like charisma. Like I, I almost feel like it's just sort of an increasing confidence and fearlessness yeah, that like yeah. he's becoming more and more aware that he doesn't have to conform to kind of these ideas about like what an entertainer and specifically a black entertainer yeah. needs to be and he's just kind of like like not holding back um i remember listening to it might have been the most recent or one of the most recent episodes of harman town where dan harman was talking about watching the this is america video oh man and just saying that it completely makes sense to him because he remembered the whole time donald <laughs> glover was on community like I think he just talked about like feeling like you're just working with this guy who clearly has this like 300 IQ and is like the just kind of like the, the glowing star in the middle of the wow. room and stuff like that. Um, it just seemed like he always had a sense that like he was kind of too big for whatever box people were going to yeah. kind of put him in. And like you can even tell like if you watch the last season and a half of Community like almost every episode after he left community at least to some degree seems like it's about the show kind of coping with the hole that he leaves behind <laughs> like there's even like they th- talk about it yeah like there's a <laughs> lot of yeah like yeah he, it, it comes up a lot like even in the finale they're talking about how like it's sad that he never came back and stuff but um <laughs> there's a nice joke in the in um the beginning of um season 6 where they bring in um Paget Brewster's character, like one of the new characters, and and uh, it's something where she goes to sit down in Troy's old seat, and they're like, no, 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 our our friend used to sit there, and then she's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, what about the? And she points at at uh, Chevy Chase's old seat, and they're like, yeah, it's okay. Oh my god, it's horrible. <laughs> oh, but Jesus. um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, 
I don't know. I, I hope I hope Donald Glover just gets to like rule the world. Yeah, he's great. I don't know. Even if that This Is America video didn't have any kind of like overt social commentary or anything, just the way he dances and looks at the camera in that video yeah. feels like this intense like what the fuck am I watching? Like That's that's another thing too that is like he's this crazy gifted physical performer yeah, yeah. um like, there's just a couple little moves he does he does in that video yeah that like oh my god you know it's like so we're we're pro we're pro donald glover as land he's great um, i feel like like my favorite stuff in the movie is when uh he's around when chewbacca's around the Chewbacca stuff is is great. I, I really Chewbacca. like um, that the beast turns out to be Chewbacca. I didn't see that coming. So are they implying that Chewbacca eats people? I think I think so. I think he what? may have eaten. Some, well, you know they keep him down there. They don't feed him. That's scary though. You know, I, I mean, know. who knows what Wookies eat normally? People. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, they eat meat. <laughs> you know. What later in, in the part when um, they're liberating all the people in the mine? Yeah. And Chewbacca's interacting with this other creature. Is that a Wookiee? Yeah, there's other Wookiees down there. But it has he, more of like a like a like his face doesn't have as much fur on it. I thought the one with maybe that that had, that was like an age thing. Like it's a really uh, old Wookiee, so it's yeah. kind of more bald in the face. But also just so touch. you can tell which one you're looking at because it was a like, little shorter though. I don't yeah. know. It was just it was kind of interesting. I was like, um, wait, is that a Wookiee? Um, yeah. I thought that uh, I thought the Woody Harrelson fit. He was fine. I he didn't like. I feel like that character felt very much like this kind of generic character that like Benicio del Toro or movies. something in the other one. Or I well, I feel like Benicio del Toro's character in Last Jedi is is kind of weirder. Like yeah. even Woody Harrelson, like I, I feel like a lot of his dialogue in it seems like dialogue in other movies like where he's like oh you got a talent for sticking your nose where it doesn't belong you kind of love, there's a bunch like, of that in this like movie he feel movie. he felt it's fine but it felt to me kind of like it was sort of a stock character to some yeah. degree um i really liked um uh is it l3 lando's droid i thought that was a yeah, nice who did the voice on that i don't know huh um so i i should say i wasn't fully on board with the movie until maybe oh it fell on the floor oh. your phone it's down there um i don't think i was fully on board with the movie until around um when they go to kessel and the the kind of casually start the droid rebellion which turns into the whole everyone rebelling yeah um i feel like that was the point where i started really having fun with it the, the first half of the movie I felt kind of more detached from. Like, yeah, I felt too. like there was all this action going on and I didn't really feel excited or like well, plugged into it. Well, the first half of the movie, or a good chunk of the movie, when I was thinking about like having this conversation later, yeah. the way I was going to describe the movie was it feels like I'm playing with Star Wars action figures. <laughs> like, I, like, it's kind of fun, but I could totally just like yeah. check out. Like, I'm not like really... Because a couple characters like died. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't really like... I felt bad, but I just kind of like okay, like I didn't really well, care. That's a, okay. The the forearmed character, surprised they killed that character, catch. but I didn't like the voice. Well, what was really distracting for me? You haven't seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, no. That forearmed character to me is basically, I think, exactly the same as Rocket Raccoon in the Guardians. Bradley movies. Cooper plays that. Yeah, like character. he's got this similar kind of like, hey, what's up, buddy? Voice, and he's yeah. kind of like this sort of wise assy kind of like, yeah. 
I just kept thinking Rocket Raccoon. And so while he was in the movie, I just felt very distracted thinking like like Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, franchise, Rocket Raccoon, Forearm Guy. Mm. Like it, it started to make it all kind of meld together in my head in a weird way. And I, I just kind of felt like I didn't feel like his voice acting went with the animation of the character's face in a satisfying way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't really feeling that. It just, uh, I feel like if that had been the voice of a droid or something, it wouldn't have bothered me the same way, but I didn't like that voice coming out of that little character somehow. And it just, yeah, it, it felt to me like they were trying to do their own Rocket Raccoon somehow. And I was, I was glad when he died. I thought that the movie oh redeemed God. it by killing him. Because I, I actually started to like him a little bit once it was clear that he was, like, mortally wounded but trying to act like he was okay. <laughs> like, he got my sympathy. But before that, I was just, yeah, he was just Rocket. Not that Rocket is a horrible character in the Guardians movies, but I, I'm not into that character particularly. Um, yeah. And, um... The other character, Thandie Newton's character, didn't seem like they really gave her much to do. She was just kind of like the sort of hardened love interest character for Woody Harrelson and stuff. And like when they, it actually kind of made sense to me when both of them died because I, I kind of felt like, oh yeah, they didn't want to like invest too much in making these characters that interesting <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they knew yeah. they weren't going to make it past the halfway point of the movie. Um, um, so that droid was, was played by... Uh... Phoebe Waller-Bridge. That name sounds sort of familiar. Uh, she's, on a show, she's on a show called Fleabag. Okay. Maybe I just it's know it show. from reading reviews. Yeah, I don't know. Of, I don't uh, I don't recognize her. But I thought she was really good. Yeah, that, that was a fun was thing. Fun. I, like... I, I was worried at first because it kind of pissed me off how it seemed like they were... They were I, I thought they had just given her this, <clears throat> um, you know, droid equal rights thing as kind of a joke. And I felt like it was... In kind of a poor taste to have this like one like kind of subspecies of the movie being like we want to be free like you and everyone just kind of be like ah whatever shut up oh but then she like acted but then she actually she actually and, yeah um you know it's kind of cool that she actually gets to do that and also yeah. but that it happens in this weird like half-ass way where she's just like ah, yeah you're free go free everyone or something and then it actually happens like yeah. I, I thought at the time i think that's what when i i really um got into the movie because that was the first time where I felt like I wasn't sort of like already ahead of it a little bit. Like, yeah. I thought that was just a throwaway of like, go free your friends. And then I thought that droid was just going to run away and not be in the movie anymore. But then it actually went and freed everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and that like changed the tone of the, the movie from there on. Um, I like being surprised. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I think the first half did not have a lot of surprises. Um, except for maybe Chewbacca, uh, turning up where he did um well they covered a lot of ground in the first like yeah like half hour or so you know like he they, a lot of time passed yeah it's they it, kind of ran through stuff kind of quickly i think it's a tricky thing in a movie i get the thing where you want to kind of start like like already running kind of and you don't want to like you know try anybody's patience or something but i feel like it's a little tricky to start a movie there's this young couple. I mean, you know who Han Solo is going to end up being, but like, you don't know who Kira is, or like, they're just kind of like, it's this young couple. They're in love. They've got to escape. They're escaping. Here they go. And it's like two minutes into the movie. Yeah. So like, for that whole first chunk, you're being asked to like really invest emotionally in these kind of like strangers who are like trying to get away. Mm -hmm. And 
And I feel like that's a tricky thing to make work, you know, to make you really care whether these people... Because there's some degree in which you know this is set up for, like, the real movie. Yeah. So you're not even really thinking, I hope they get away. It's just kind of like, how is this going to lead into the main plot, you know? And, like, like for, I, was, I don't know where you were thinking that was going, but I was kind of assuming that they were going to get separated somehow. So yeah, um, uh, maybe even just because I had seen one of the trailers where you see them when they, like, meet up again or something, and mm. you can tell she hasn't seen them in a while. So I feel like I was kind of watching the beginning, just kind of waiting to see, like, how it kind of moves along to the next stage. Yeah. I was surprised that it jumped ahead three years. Yeah. Um, and while we're talking about, um, is it Alden Ehrenreich? Who's that? The guy who plays Han Solo. Oh, oh, that's like his real name. I was like, is that another Star Wars character? <laughs> um, let's look. Alden Ehrenreich, yeah. Yeah, um... Yeah. I think they did a good job of him seeming kind of younger and fresher in the three years earlier part than in the main part of the movie somehow. Like, mm. did I say they or he? Like, something about his performance and just... The, I feel like there's something different in his face in that first scene where I kind of buy that he's three years older and has, like, been through, like, war and stuff later right, on. Right. Um, he was in Hail Caesar, I guess? Yeah, supposedly he was really funny in that. I haven't seen it yet. He's some kind of, like, cowboy actor guy. Hmm. Yeah, I don't recognize a lot of his other roles that I'm seeing here. I never saw Blue Jasmine. He's in that, I guess. Hmm. Um, did you like uh, Amelia Clark? She was fine. Um... I mean, I've never, like, what I saw of Game of Thrones, I was never super into her on that. Like, I feel like she's she's fine, but it, I, I'm, I don't find that a super interesting character, really. What, um, on Game of Thrones or on, in... In this, in this in one. The, yeah. Like, I, I guess I like... I guess it's a good way to use her because there's something kind of like impassive and hard to read about her, which I guess is good if if you're trying to do this character where it's unclear like what their loyalties and ultimate yeah. I mean, I was very confused. I was very confused by the end, like trying to figure out like why she, like where the movie ends up with her, like like not going with Han Solo and going off to like meet up with. Uh, Darth Maul, apparently. Darth Maul with robot legs. Why do... He had robot <laughs> legs? What? Yeah, he got cut in half in Phantom Menace. He's got robot legs. Wait, 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 wait. This is after the Phantom Menace? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, just think wait, about wait, wait, the relative yes, ages of, of course. people. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. No, 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 no. Yeah, this is... Wait, yeah. This is in between. Oh, my God. That's so weird. <laughs> so I thought like, he looked kind of older... Wait, why do I like Darth Maul? Does Darth Maul talk in the prequels? He talks a like little dead. bit, but he mostly is silent. He I, has a few lines. He's overdone. I definitely think he's one of the best things in the prequels. I There's mean, something I really I like. There's something I find kind of intense about him, about his about how like I feel like I'm surprised that I like that uh makeup job. <laughs> like he looks kind of silly, but I feel like it works. Yeah, well, I mean he must, I assume that he's most, if not all people's favorite thing about the Phantom Menace, because what else is there? I, 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 I like, boss Nass. 
Uh, I don't even that. think about Maybe that they're movie. really into like um, I forget that he's Natalie kinda, Portman's makeup. Or... It's kind of nice because I forget that he even existed. I forgot that he even existed. <laughs> so when he popped up in this movie, I was like, oh man, weird. Like, yeah. Like, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, I, 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 I was happy to see Darth Maul. I think it's a good use for him to be like, this is what became of him after he apparently <laughs> survived getting chopped in half at the waist. Oh my god, wait, wait, and yeah, yeah, okay, I lost that part. He got chopped in half. He got chopped in half and like fell down a hole, but apparently oh lived. Oh my god, what? Maybe with what? The, the Force. He used the Force to save himself. I don't know how he survived getting cut in half at the waist. Oh, am I ever going to watch those movies again? I probably... Yes. Are you? Someday you are. I'm curious. Um, kind of well, ju- I mean, there's no way I could imagine ever liking them, but um, I, you, you get fed such a steady diet of how terrible they were yeah. that I am sort of curious to go back and pick through and look for what is actually <clears throat> not bad about Phantom Menace. Because, oh, I mean, the first time I watched it, I don't know if it's just the novelty of being back in Star Wars land again, but I went to see it twice in the theater, oh, and I don't remember ever liking it. Yeah. So there must be something that's interesting about it, even if it's just some of the Darth Maul fighting stuff. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, when did that come out? Like 2000? Yeah. 99? I think Phantom Menace came out in 99. Oh, yeah. That's a long time ago. Jeez. But, um, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I was kind of shocked that... Generally, okay, so... I remember when I saw Rogue One finding the callback stuff to the other movies generally pretty irritating. Partially mm-hmm. just because I thought it was done in kind of a clunky way. Like, oh, here's the I have the death sentence guy talking about how he has the death sentence again. There's C-3PO and R2-D2 for a second just going, hey! like Like, it just felt like it was there because... There's not. I know you like Rogue One more than I do, but yeah, like, I like, to. like to add color to this kind of gray movie, <laughs> like, um, but in this movie, like the stuff that was like in jokes and like callbacks and things, I generally was entertained by. Okay, how did you feel about about when the how do I call it? like the Imperial uh, the guy who was like signing up people to be pilots. What would you call that? Guy? Oh, when he, he when he's, he's the one who names when he named him Han Solo. I was fine with You're that. Fine. Okay. Yeah. How'd you feel about when Woody Harrelson kissed the blaster and gave it to him? I was fine with that. Yeah. I think part part of that though was that it was cool to me that he was disassembling it from being like a rifle that it was like yeah. this gun that you could do. Different. So I think I was just kind of like, ooh, like <laughs> well, Han's okay. blaster what? can be used in different forms. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else was there? There was Woody Harrelson was wearing. Um, Lando's disguise from, from which Jabba's apparently Lando has just had. They, like, his, well, they kind uh, of set it up so Lando has like a whole like closet of like yeah, so, of, like capes and costumes on the well, Millennium I mean, Falcon. You know, it makes sense. Lando's a smuggler, so he must have yeah, a bunch of disguises. Cool um, I liked um, the Han Han thing. That was good. I was I was thinking about that because I was like. Wait, is it Hans? Does somebody call him Hans? So is, is Lando? Yeah, Lando the only one that calls him Han. I believe so. That's really funny. Because I'm and he sure corrects that... him, but he says it's okay. So but, like, but he, he never stops. On uh, in um, Empire Strikes Back, he just calls him that. It's not like they don't make anything of it. He just calls him Han. Yeah. So I think it's a thing where Billy Dee Williams just pronounced it that way. 
Yeah, oh, I'm sure. And so now they're yeah. just calling back to it in kind of a fun way. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, what about, what about, what? you know what I didn't like? See, I feel like I'm being a party pooper. No, it's okay. It's I not mean, that I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I'm a very, I, I like the nostalgia and the calling back. But sure. sometimes I just feel like, oh, yeah, I almost got it. For some reason, when he said, like, like, what's your name? Chewbacca. Gonna have to come up with a nickname for that. And it's like, come on. You're like, really? We have, like, <laughs> everything has to be a thing. Yeah, that was a little excessive. Like, like um, sometimes with movies like this, and I, <clears throat> I feel like it, it is a little bit too much, like, everything has to be a thing. Like, there, there's, there's tons of callbacks to other things and references and explanation, you know, like, yeah. connections. And there's also just so many, like, moments. What do you mean? Just, like, a lot of, like, like, I don't know. I feel like the first place I can remember really seeing this kind of thing and feeling like, oh, my God, how many moments do I have to watch was, like, <laughs> was like uh, the first Lord of the Rings movie or, like, watching those movies. But, Just like, having I'm, so many, like, little, like, I feel like maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But, like, if I think of some, like, the old Star Wars movies, the, the, the first three. Yeah. They're pretty brisk, like. But I also don't. Think, I think it's like, oh, you know, Luke, I'm your father. You know, like that's a thing. Yeah. And I feel like, do you feel like with this movie, like, or with the Lord of the Rings, that they're trying really hard to make moments? Yeah. In a I way, do, that, I like, do. I feel like there's there's too many. I feel like there's kind of too many like emotional surprises and like I don't know how else to describe it. Is I mean, I just saw it. I don't remember all of them, but like, I just feel like there's so many little like. You know, not these big twists or anything, but just these little, like, like uh, poignant... I don't know. You know, they probably exist in the old ones, too. Like, when, you know, like, Han... You know, when she when she says, I love you, and he's like, <laughs> I know. You know, like... the old, That was improvised by Han Solo. I mean, no, by it wasn't. Harrison Ford. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't. No, I know it's, Come a Harrison, on. it's a Harrison Ford thing. No, it's not. No, it is. Really? Yeah. That's so good. Really? I think in the script he might actually just say I love you too. Oh, wow. Um that's good. But yeah, that was that was a Harrison Ford thing. Um <clears throat> maybe it's not just that like I don't know, I just feel like I guess it's not handled as what I feel I you know what? <clears throat> I think it's weird cuz a lot of these movies, these like new epic they they they're really long. They feel really long. Yeah. But they also feel really rushed in certain places. Yes. And I feel like as a lot of them are winding down, they just feel like they're cramming a lot of stuff in. Yeah. And like, it, it works fine. I don't know fine, if I felt like, that way about... I have to say, I like that the end of... The, that the climax of this movie was not a giant battle. That it was just like hand-to-hand -hand fighting and things. Like yeah, I like I like how the villain in this one was just some like guy in like a button down shirt with like scars on his face. But weird I, I like, stars that would like turn red when he was angry, were, I, I and it seemed kind of like <laughs> there was this weird thing where he has this. It looks like some kind of a scar thing on his uh, like up on his forehead that's got some kind <clears> of like metal staple on it or something. Yeah, and I had this idea that maybe this is the idea that if he gets too angry, his head starts to crack open. Gross. It doesn't make any sense, but the, it, yeah, the I actually found that kind of disturbing to watch that that his that his scars or whatever they are turn bright yeah. red when he's angry. 
Who who is that actor? That's Paul Bettany. What else is he in? Uh, lots of things. Um, well, I the first thing that comes to mind for me is he's he's in the Avengers movies or he's in two of the Avengers I movies. Did you see Age of Ultron? I don't know. Does he play? Or <clears throat> he plays Vision, which is like this red robot man with a cape that has a jewel on his head that shoots lasers. Huh? Is he um, in the Insidious movie? No, no. I'm who am I thinking? Ethan Hawke is in those, I think. Or no, Ethan yeah. Hawke's in Sinister. Paul Bettany. I'm sure you've seen stuff. That oh, yeah, in. yeah. The I'm only sure. things that I'm thinking of are movies that I don't think that he'd want to be remembered for. Like, I think he's like some kind of like assassin monk in the Da Vinci Code. Hmm. Or Wimbledon. I can picture him uh, on the cover of that poster. Yeah. On the cover of that box. I think he's in A Knight's Tale. Yeah, he's in all the <laughs> Iron Man movies. <clears throat> oh, he does the voice of uh, the um, Jarvis, the, the computer... That in the Iron Man suit. Oh, he does? Yeah. Oh. That's why he ends up playing Vision, because Vision has, like, Jarvis's personality in him. Right. Um, yeah, I don't really... can't remember performances, but I, think, <coughs> I thought he was good. I, I liked, Yeah, that was, a, I liked, that was a good character. I thought he he felt threatening and fun as a villain. Like, I thought he was a good uh, um, opposite Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah. I... I had an interesting thing with, with him where there was this whole thing where it was talking about how, like, he has a boss, too. And then it I, it got to be near He's enough to be... Darth No, no, but I, I it got to be close enough to the end of the movie that I thought, oh, it looks like we're never gonna... Because I kind of thought maybe the movie was building ultimately to them having to fight his boss. Yeah. But then it was late enough in the game that I thought, oh, his boss is just kind of, it's just this abstract <laughs> idea that like even this criminal has some other criminal that he answers mm. to. Um, but I guess they'll never deal with that. That's kind of interesting. This is like the world of Star Wars. And then um, Kira actually like starts to communicate with the boss. And I thought like, Oh, is this fucking somehow like the emperor again or something? Yeah, like, is there yeah, some yeah. kind of like what the fuck? So then yeah, I liked what it actually. No, it's weird old like yeah. disgraced Darth Maul who's become like an organized crime boss. Yeah, when she pulled up the uh, hologram of him, like the little hologram telephone thing. Yeah, and it was just some another guy with a hood on, like some old guy like pulling the strings. It was just like. Okay, like like this is getting kind of boring. Yeah, like there's a but, uh, there's an interesting kind dark. of there's a weird kind of pleasure. So it's really nice to watch a movie where you just feel totally confident in the people who made it and like totally into the story and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like there is a particular kind of pleasure that comes from feeling like you're being led into some kind of like generic or dumb plot decision yeah. that then turns out to be something more interesting yeah like when they when they when they drop han down to fight the beast and it turns out to be chewbacca yeah i just figured it was some excuse to have some big dumb monster come out that oh, i thought it was gonna was be like gonna, a rancor monster or something that he was i didn't even think that but i thought I it was gonna, feel be, that it was some, gonna be some kind of like, like remember in rogue one there's this weird scene where this guy gets like tortured by some kind of like octopus <laughs> And then it has nothing to God, do with anything. No. I think it's when they go to see um, uh, Forrest Whitaker's character. There's this guy that they think he might be a spy. So they like tie him uh, to a chair and some like octopus comes out and like, like, <laughs> and like rubs on him. Gross. But then it has nothing. It has no lasting effect on him. It's just sort of like, let's have a scene where a big octopus comes out and the kids will be like, ugh. Yeah. So um, it's it's a particular nice kind of pleasure when... 
you feel like a movie is going to go kind of the, oh, that this is what happens in these movies, and then it doesn't. I think ultimately, maybe I'd rather... I don't know. I guess both kinds are good. I like both kinds. I like just being totally into a movie the whole time, and I also like starting to lose my faith mm. in the movie, but then being surprised. Yeah. Um, what else happened in this movie? You know what part was felt kind of insane to me where in the middle of it I was like wait what the fuck how did we get here <laughs> is when the Millennium Falcon they decide to kind of like go outside of the uh oh that that row of beacons or whatever it is yeah wait what You're, are you talking about the the weird the maelstrom the big the, the how do you what they call it the maelstrom it's like the thing in Bill and Ted where they're going through the circuits of time wait <laughs> Wait, there's this thing where okay the where, place where the, there's a big swirling thing and a giant monster yeah 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 okay yeah when they're in that I I feel like that is so dramatic and like for what one they're way they're way too calm because that is insane <laughs> they're basically they're suddenly, in hell they're suddenly in this like Lovecraftian oh yeah uh, like like a universe of swirling tentacles and eye and eyeballs and they're just like hey what are we gonna do like they're, they're pumped up but they're not like terrified and they should be they're just like maybe we can plug up the computer differently and get out of here and like squirt some of that that coaxial cable juice in and, and like shoot out of here and like is coaxium just like ground up pulp yeah coaxial i think cables? so um uh, but that felt like a scene that they kind of, like, it was really big and dramatic and they kind of just like jammed it in there. I, 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 I think, I think they were probably only in that world for like four minutes. I was, I was fine with the, I was, was fine with it, but it, it was kind of insane. <clears throat> yeah. Like if you think about how long they spent in, um, uh, Empire Strikes Back just on the asteroid? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was, like, a whole other movie. Like, that's this whole episode of, like, of, like, gags and, like... that. This kind of felt like that, but, like, like Extreme Doritos edition. <laughs> kind of. They were like, um, let's fly in here. Wait, I think we're inside of somebody or something. Like, like this is a living thing. And it was, that was kind of insane. Um, yeah. What did you think of um, L3 ending up as part of the Millennium Falcon. I thought that was nice. Yeah. I, I like that. I thought um, that was, I thought it was um I thought they handled that nicely where it was like poignant but they didn't like dwell on it in in like a cheesy way. It doesn't like the the way that yeah. I think that that that's kind of a good example of like Donald Glover being a good actor. Like I think he delivered that like now she's part of the ship or something in this like yeah. in this way that felt like yeah that's nice you, it, know? you know what's nice about it is it like do you know the word retcon like have you heard that that word no. it's something that people talk about with superhero comics a lot it's short for i believe retroactive continuity but the idea is that you rewrite the past of the characters <clears throat> to make something to change something that you want to happen like um a character gets killed, let's say, like some popular character, mm -hmm. and then like years later, another writer wants to bring them back. So then they say that was actually a clone. The real character was here the whole time. Now they're back. Like they actually did stuff like that with yeah. with like you know X Men and stuff like that. There were like big character deaths that afterwards they were like that wasn't really them. It was a like, clone. I'm sure, with they're going to do with memories. Infinity War or something. Um, <clears throat> but um. 
But yeah, it's the the idea that clearly the original storytellers did not intend yeah, for it to yeah. be this way. But we're saying now this is this this is the the past, even yeah. though it wasn't at the time. So the idea that like all along, the Millennium Falcon has had like part of the brain of Lando's um, robot friend with Love benefits um, as part of it is interesting to me and you know it's in a nice way where it's like a little thing that kind of adds a nice little layer but it doesn't like wreck anything like the opposite of to me like the whole thing of like uh, the rogue one thing of like they were able to blow up the death star because it was designed by this guy who didn't really want to do it so he deliberately built in a weakness to it that the good guys can yeah, find yeah that's I feel like it kind of ruins it somehow. Like, like it, it it doesn't ruin it maybe, but it just kind of feels like yeah. I don't know. It, it, in a weird way, I feel like it it cheapens it somehow yeah. or something. Like, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of some other some other version of it or something. But yeah, I, I feel like this this. Um, yeah, a lot of this stuff was just kind of this this way of like even the Han Han thing. Like it's a way to take like what's basically a yeah. mistake and try to have some fun with it. Yeah, that's really. Cool. I think there's actually, um, I think Peter Cushing in Star Wars calls Leia Leah. I think oh, there's really? a lot of mispronouncing going on. Huh. Um, <clears throat> I want there are probably people who have written like whole Star Wars scripts just to try to resolve some annoying thing about the movies that's like a mistake or something like the the scene where mark hamill accidentally calls carrie fisher carrie instead of leia what oh um in at the end after they blow up the death star what oh yeah no after they it's just the sound mix kind of saves it a little bit um when he flies back to the rebel base after blowing up the death star um and like everyone's like running around and cheering and stuff, and she runs up and hugs him, and he goes, "Carrie," <laughs> but what? but they kind of I wow. think for just like budget reasons they were like that's fine. Wow, that's funny. I don't know if they just didn't know because they could have just overdubbed him saying yeah, but maybe they didn't want to do the sound. I don't know. It seems weird to me that they left it in. It seems like they just must have not noticed. Yeah, I never. But noticed. um, huh? Was this really PG? PG? I feel like everything's rated PG-13 these days, but I feel like this probably could have gotten away yeah. with... I don't know. Or do you think some of the stuff is too... I, I think there was some I nice... I don't know. Chewbacca pulls off a guy's arms. Yeah. I think there was some nice uh, puppet stuff. There were a couple scenes I could tell. It was like... I, re- I actually really liked when they went to... Um... Who's the villain? What was his name? What was the villain's name? I don't know. Dryden... I'm going to say Lady, Dry- Na- Lady Dry- Naxima. Oh, wait, the first video no, no, no. at the very beginning. No, 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 the, the, the one you're talking about. <clears throat> Dryden Voss. Dryden Voss. Um, when they went to his, like, little, little, like, nightclub in the sky or whatever. Yeah. And uh, there was the band playing. I liked the little comic relief of, like, the, the alien in a jar kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that, it, that it looked, was funny. It was funny, and it looked very puppety. And I liked the singing voice they gave it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was like there. I think there was some stuff in it that was just straight up like goofy, like will make kids laugh, and it actually worked, and it made me laugh. There was a point 
I think in that same place where there's this little tiny like bat person sitting on a table. Oh, yeah, or that was funny too. Is that supposed to grow up to be Snaggletooth from the Cantina Bar? Oh, I God. think it's supposed to be at least the same species. Like I, Snaggletooth like, is like a Batman. It's funny when that woman things that are know. just stupid humor like actually work. Like when um when they were playing cards. And the alien next to Han has a bunch of eyes, and he was like, keep all your eyes on your cards or something. Like, I laughed out loud at it. It's, like, totally stupid, but it just kind of worked for me. Um, I have a couple other thoughts that I thought of about the movie. Um, it surprised me. So at the beginning, you know, it gave you some text to, like, set the scene of, like, where the where the first scenes were yeah. taking place. Um and it goes to the trouble of like filling you in on like like all, and, and it like specifically mentions like Lady Proxima has this this runs this thing yeah and then Lady Proxima has one scene and then the movie has nothing to do with her like I, I'm kind of surprised that they went to the trouble of like doing this scene setting opening text about Don't the other ones do that, that though I feel like the other ones have things that they mention in the scroll. I feel like that, the other like, ones are mostly about like setting up kind of the whole I'm I'm just surprised that because I feel like they could have gotten rid of that opening text and it wouldn't have been confusing necessarily. Like I feel like they still end up kind of explaining a lot of the stuff in dialogue. Yeah, no. Um at the same time, I liked Lady Proxima a lot more as just a one-scene weird monster that yeah. if because I, I thought it was setting her up as being an ongoing villain yeah. somehow. Um, Wouldn't it be funny if she was the villain through the whole movie? Uh, she was just kind of like a big, like, like, dick monster. <laughs> I she 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 was kind of like um, Meg from Legend, <laughs> yeah, where it seems like, like she's Meg. just kind of this tentacle with like a body on the end. Yeah, but on the on the far end, not the base of the thing. yeah. Um, I think the movie should have ended a few beats earlier than it did. I think if it were me editing this movie... You think it should have what? I think it should have ended a few story beats earlier than it did. I think I, I think um, uh, when he goes back and, and plays cards with Lando for the Millennium Falcon, I think that if when Lando realized it, that his little cheat card thing was empty... And he just kind of gave like a oh shit look. I think they could have just ended the movie right there, and I would have been very so happy. Not Star Wars. Either. No, that that would be great. I mean, it would be a new, a nice new kind of like to just have, like like Donald Glover going like, like, and then just and da, a freeze frame on his face. No free, no, just cut right from that to the, the Wait, Star did, Wars how fanfare. Did it, how did it end with him flying away in the morning? Flying Falcon. through hyperspace. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I see what you're saying, but I also I just think like, it would have been cute to to uh, to end it. Kind of like how um, it's interesting that Last Jedi has an epilogue because it gets to a point where you think this is where the credits are going to go and then it has a, the epilogue with the little kids afterward. Oh, yeah. Which feels weird because it's not a thing that these movies do. Um, I kind of like the idea of just ending it on a little character beat. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, it just would be nice to end it on Donald Glover's face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's is he the MVP of this movie? I don't know. I feel like that's. I mean, yeah, but but, but I think I think that um, the guy who played Han Solo had a harder job. Yeah. But like, uh, and I think he ultimately. I think he did a really good job. Yeah. I, I think like <clears throat> like. Uh, you know what's funny is I kept I kept seeing him as Bill Hader. 
Oh, so he's, he's got a little bit of a Bill little Hader bit. quality. I, I, I was exaggerating it, but I kept kind of imagining. If they had gotten Bill, Bill Hader, Hader, he could have probably yeah, yeah. done a Han Solo yeah, impression. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, like I think this guy just like, uh, if he had looked a little more like Han, like Harrison Ford, yeah, I think it would have been great. And like, if the writing had been tightened up a little bit in some places where they were kind of like overdoing it. Because, like, sometimes it kind of starts to feel like they're just leaning too heavily on just, like, a handful of Han Solo um, ideas. You know, like, I feel like yeah. they're kind of, like, taking just these, like, key Han Solo kind of reactions and just playing it over and over again. Yeah. It worked for me, but I do feel like, it, it, to some extent, they do that, you know? But but I thought they they, they did, like... It wasn't just so much that, like, oh, he convincingly did a Harrison Ford, but I think they convincingly uh, got across the feeling of Han Solo being pretty carefree and not taking things too seriously. Yeah. Like, if that felt the same as in the other Star Wars movies, like... Yeah. Like, even in these... Like, like when he's first confronted <laughs> with Chewbacca in the in the whole... Like, it's things where he thinks he's going to die, but he's kind of like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like it, he did that well, the same as Harrison Ford would have. It's interesting. What do you think of the idea that Han was was a soldier in the Empire at some point? <laughs> well, that's one of those like, things that I think they just kind of, like, breezed through so quickly. Yeah, because, like, it seems like you're meant to think that at some point, unless he's totally incompetent, he's, like, killed people for the Empire, which is an interesting... Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. ...thing to do with him. But, yeah, somehow it didn't, it didn't, didn't bother me. Um... You know what? I was a little I was a little uh, disappointed that um, the Marauders oh are, yeah. are act- were actually good guys because I thought oh. I think they're scary. Like I, I liked that that the, they ended up creating this thing where they could like help. But them you liked stuff. having these cool. I, they of... they felt like you know like the way that like the sand people are scared like they just like I felt like they had this certain aesthetic. And the voice was scary the, in a certain um, way that I really like. Is it an Enfys Nest? Really? That was the name I of it? I think the... so. Because I kept thinking Empty Nest in my head. That's so funny. I think... It, but um, but that, I, that was a great costume. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is I kind of... Like, if the whole movie... Like, if those had just been the villains... Yeah. That would have been really cool, too. Like... Uh, I, I kind of think, like... I'd be It'd be interesting to see more about her in other movies yeah. i think like that's a it's an intriguing yeah. character i'm glad too if they were going to have a reveal like that that it was that it wasn't like it wasn't like like some movie star or candace something. bergen or something <laughs> <laughs> specifically candace bergen or the actor that played corky sherwood wait on murphy brown or the actor that played miles on murphy brown what if that's who it had been <laughs> Or the painter. You don't care about Murphy Brown. Forget it. I gotta go feed my doggies. Okay. I don't know where the actual ending of this will be, but thanks. Um, I mean, Han Solo. So good. (laughs) (laughs) If you like Calaxial Clables, this is your movie, man. (laughs) We got... Alright, thanks, Matt. So good. Handshake. Catch it on tape. <laughs> yeah, this ended like 20 minutes ago. This is going to get edited down to the bone. Ew. Yeah. <laughs>